You are listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network. Giggles Live Radio Network. It's oh, me. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Tom McClain with my brother, Mark the Men is Young. How you doing, man? man? I'm good. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. We just uh, had a great weekend. We got to spend some time together on Friday, so I'm happy about that. Yes, we did. We had a good time. Let yeah. me tell you guys, it was <laughs> it was definitely laughs, bro. For sure. So shout out to Magnavino Cellars for the great venue. What a beautiful place to do comedy at and a beautiful sure. stage. And uh, the comics all brought it and the audience was absolutely incredible, yourself included. Yes. Um, I think uh, every single comic mentioned to me that they at one point or another had to make eye contact with you because you were the best laugher in the crowd. Wow. So that's good. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, I um, I came there to actually hear comedy and i'm and i'm already open mind i love when people talk about their lives when people talk with their children people talk about that type of comedy they because I, I have all those things and i'm into it so when they talk about stuff like that it just has me dying and you guys were on point i mean not one of you guys was off beat i, I just was literally laughing and so uh I think that's what they saw. Like, you know, real laughter. I didn't have to force no laughter out of myself. I laughed when it was funny and 
that it just made it perfect. Yeah, you were enjoying yourself. For yeah. sure. What a good time, too. We had a special guest drop in, my uh, my good friend, Rochelle Marie from yeah. Big Tom and Roach. She showed up, and she got on stage and did some stuff. And yeah. I'm always happy to spend time with Rochelle. So it was such a good time. So yeah. another, once again, thank you for uh, thank to, you to Magnavino Sellers and for all that they do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barbara, Diana, all of them over there doing their, their hard work over there. We that was dope. Yeah. really do appreciate that. Yeah. Very welcome, bro. That was a, a really, really cool thing. And, and looking forward to, you know, in the future, whatever else goes on. Because, I, and, and you guys got to get out there. Um, you know, the, one of the coolest free shows I've been to uh, ever. So it's cool. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Sometimes you could just go in and, you know, it's a free show. And go, wow, this is right. crazy. Yeah. yeah. All you have to do is just, you know, make a reservation and that's it. You know, get your little table. Let them know how many you got coming and uh, come see a great show. Yeah, so we'll have an announcement on when that will return. Uh, we're hoping to maybe put something together, hoping for some kind of a Christmas type of a uh, Christmassy type of a, a, a fundraiser. That would be a nice vibe, bro. Toy drive or coat drive or something like that. We're gonna do something uh, that that puts gives back into the community because that was just a, a wonderful event. Um, as far as uh, other comedy stuff, on November twenty or October twenty eighth. Okay. I don't want to jump a month ahead, real quick. <laughs> uh, October twenty eighth. That is going to be a giggles. Ret- Returning to the Santa Paula Airport. We're going to be right there at the Hangar Bar and Grill. It's myself with Big J Washington and uh, my friend Jen Sturger. Jen Sturger kind of helping me put together shows now over there. She's going to kind of help me out with some of the giggle stuff. So shout out to her, the very funny Jen Sturger. And we're going to be there uh, October 28th. And those tickets are available. Giggleslive.com. That's going to be such a blast. Wow, bro. Right on. I'm going to be looking forward to that too, man. Yeah. yeah we're going to yeah. make sure you're there for that, man. Yeah, that's just, it's just a good time now, man. I'm all pumped up now. For, yeah, you're you part know. of the crew now. You yeah, gotta yeah. I've got to meet all of the crew. And it was, they're great people. <laughs> Like, that's the whole thing. They're just, oh, man, like, uh, the, you know, the comedian life, I got to see it thanks to my brother uh, firsthand. And uh, it's a family. It's just like how in my MMA life, if he, you know, if he was to come and meet my fight friends, everybody would be open-armed and love everybody, love everybody, pull them right in. Um, and that, that's what's really great, you know, these two worlds uh, colliding together, and uh, I got to meet some really great people. Yeah, it's like a big family kind of growing and coming it together. It's really cool. Yeah, it was, for sure. That's exactly what I got from it. Yeah. yeah. So you watch a lot of the fights over the weekend. I did not oh, watch yeah. any fights other than what happened towards the end of the 49er game as they got frustrated with their loss. But uh, I didn't But I didn't watch any of the sanctioned fights. Well, how about this? So this weekend was really, really a big weekend for sports in general, football, baseball, there's a lot of people who were brokenhearted over what happened with the Dodgers. Now, I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't know anything about sports besides mixed martial arts and stuff like that. I didn't really, i just never been into it. Um, but I've always been around it and watching, you know, family and friends, you know. So I know that the Dodgers played and I know that they broke a lot of hearts. Yeah, they did. They Brother, uh, what happened? Can you cuz that's your world. Well, they the crazy part is they've owned the the Padres throughout the season. Like they beat the Padres cuz they played several series. I think it, right. I can't remember if it was four or six series. I was okay. with baseball has so many baseball has 162 games in its season. So oh, I think they play them like six series and the Dodgers won every single one of those series and that come to the playoffs and whew, boy, the Padres just Smoked them, bro. Three games to one. That's a tough one. And and, and most of those games uh, were at Dodger Stadium, if not all of them. Oh, man. But, see, that's weird, though. That's just the, the luck of the draw, huh? That's just how baseball goes, right? It just 
Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. It just happens. Well, the Dodgers had such a great season, and then they started kind of having the injuries, and they kind of right. That's the problem with in baseball because it is such a long season. You can't you can't like determine who's going to win the World Series, right. you know, in July or August. <laughs> like you have to actually get to October, see who's doing well, see who's healthy, you know. And then the way baseball is, it's kind of it's not like it used to be. Now you get into you know the the September October, and teams are trading away assets, so they okay. so they're like oh, we're a buying team because we're in the playoffs. We want to get better. Right. Or we're a selling team. We want to unload all these giant salaries so that we're taking – because we're not going to make the playoffs. We want to take as little, you know, salary hit as possible. Wow, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, so now it's kind of – that's kind of what baseball's turned into now, and it's kind of unfortunate because because the good team – or the, 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 the teams that don't make the playoffs, right. they don't get to get as good because they, they end up selling off their good players. Yeah. It's kind of weird, man. In yeah. the old days, they used to sell off their players – to like support their other businesses. I think it was the Boston, it was the Boston, I don't remember if it was the Boston Braves or the Red Sox. I believe it was the Braves that had Babe Ruth and the guy that owned the um, the Braves or the Red Sox, the baseball team, he was also like a theater guy and he'd put on productions. And when he didn't have enough money to put on his production or if his theater was losing money, he'd sell a baseball player to get back to even. And that's what he did with Babe Ruth. He sold them to New York and... Wow, that's probably what happened today. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the paying cur- this guy all this money, man. Just sell him, man. I'll break me a little bread, bro. <laughs> even Babe Ruth, even like the most r- iconic name in baseball, like he's like the name. You know what I mean? That's what he. They named the MVP award after the guy. Yeah. Even he wasn't, uh, you know, immune to that. And he was yeah. in his prime. It wasn't like it was, you know. I mean, his all of his great years were with the Yankees. Nobody really remembers him being with any other team. So. It's kind of crazy. Wow, bro. So That's Dodgers, I, I shed zero tears because I am not a Dodgers fan whatsoever. Okay, and, got uh, you. My brother's San Francisco <laughs> yeah. at football. So now we'll move on to football. I don't know much about football. So your team is the 49ers. That's right, 49ers. And they took a, a tough loss to Atlanta over the weekend, 28-14. They were the, in my opinion, they were the better team. Um, Atlanta got a few big plays early. And um, it was it was all big plays. That ended yeah, that's up my my dad and my brother's favorite team. So Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, 49ers. 49ers. Oh, yeah, good. Good. They're forty. Oh, my dad is so 49ers that his trucks layered with 49ers. My brother Chico's layered 49ers fan. So oh, yeah, nice. I love you for sure. Yeah, that's, I've been I've been a diehard 49ers fan since I was six years old. Wow. I was six. Nice. And I remember watching like the early Mo- Joe Montana days and right. just kind of like really. Being a part of that, being able to watch it. And one of the great things about being a 49er fan of that era, the famous John Madden, he was a, um, a sports announcer before he had the video games. The right, Madden that's, all, that's games. how I know yeah. John Madden is from the football game. Well, he was originally, he was a football player. He, he blew out his knee or something. I don't, he either played only like one professional game or no professional games. He ended up being a coach of the Raiders, a very, very good coach. I mean, probably got a lot more credit than he deserved, but he was right. a good coach. And then became one of the great, I mean, one of the most iconic uh, voices in football. You know, he had like a, a great personality for that. So <coughs> with the 49ers being a playoff team, I should hit the cough button, I know. Whatever. It's all good. <laughs> the, uh, with the 49ers being such a great team, John Madden was the A, he was the A broadcast team. They send the A broadcast team to the best games. So it was him and Pat Summerall calling the game. So I kind of grew up. With John Madden and the 49ers. So I was, it was kind he was of like not, a He had really a cool like, voice. From what I knew, he was, he was, he sounded cool and he used to sound cool in the game. It's not like I don't, don't remember him from football. I, I do. 
But yeah, he had a you know he's a cool commentator. He's so funny. I remember one time Ronnie Lott smacked this dude. The dude went straight back and was like looking up, and John Mann goes, "Annie M, is that you?" (laughs) 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 Yeah, he just he just pulled out a reference from an old movie, (laughs) like just like that. It was so great. That's up, man. That's a good one, brother. Wizard of Oz, for those of you who don't aren't familiar with the <laughs> reference of NEM. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. Yeah, so I guess uh, if we, um, you know, so like I said, a lot of big stuff happened this weekend in sports. And so moving on, UFC was this weekend. Um, that was UFC 2 whatever. I don't know. 280. They're in like the 270s, 280s now. I know that. Right. So it looks like there were, there was a lot of cancels. There was a lot of cancels from the main card. Well, I assume they're cancels. The Askarov fight was canceled mm-hmm. against uh, Roval. Um, Magni fight against Rodriguez was canceled. So I don't know what that's. That's weird. I like um, Neil Magni. Cool dude. I've yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's definitely cool. I, I wanted to see uh, D-Rod, you know, get into a squabble yeah but, you know something happened at that world tour level um it looks like minifil i was telling you earlier he he uh knocked misha out cold bad i mean it was bad it was a big oh knockout. yeah oh. big knockout for minifield so so that was cool and then uh uh rafael sansao he won his fight and it was cool because um he was uh you know he he was giving out his cool speech there he's uh, real emotional um mm-hmm. you know but it's cool because you know he was just happy that uh, you know coming back and he got his cool win. So that's when the true personality of a fighter seems to come out a lot of times. A lot of times. I mean, if somebody's got their bell rung, totally different story. But like a lot of times, the true character of the fighter comes out in those those few moments right after either the decisions announced or after the the fight's been decided. Because you see right. um, just so much emotion. Some people are so happy and some people are so silly. Like, like Connor would be like so like razor sharp with his tongue and you're like, Oh, that's him. He's right. a really good shit talker. This is that's what he you know what I mean? and like I mean you knew that before, but the fact that he could do it afterwards, you know, <laughs> right. just made it that it just kind of solidified it. But you see that with a lot of these fighters, you know, that when they get into it and they're really emotional and you could tell like they always let you know what what they value, like what's important to them. Right. You know, I thank God, I think my my, my my wife and my kids or my whatever, like whatever's going on. And a lot of times they reveal like struggles that they had going on that they didn't want to before because of, you know, they don't yeah. want to have this appear to have this weakness or whatever. But yeah, it's a special thing when a, when a fighter is able to like get vulnerable right there in those moments like that. Yeah. And that's what, you know, you definitely seen that in him, you know, his vulnerability and he, the fact that he was happy that he got the win. And, you know, this is a tough sport. Um, you know, so it's not always guaranteed. So, you know, like the great any given Saturday because, you know, fights almost sense. Yeah. <laughs> and in football, you say any given Sunday. That's yeah. something I learned. So any given right. Saturday, man, you can get your your, your bell rang. Um, and, oh, man, so then I, the Cub-Swanson fight. I like Cub. He's pretty cool, and he put on a good show. I mean, Jonathan Martinez still won. Oh, did Cub lose? I didn't know Cub yeah, fought. I didn't know he lost. Yeah, so um, Cub, Cub lost that fight, and, no. Uh, but I like like Cub. He's he's definitely. I think he's getting better with age. Um, yeah. You know, so he's 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 finding himself. But 
He's not as active as he used to be. He used to be. He used to be yeah, for sure. You, it used to be you'd see him on three or four times. I I saw him quite a bit at Sparstar, just out there, either coaching or helping out. Sometimes just watching. Yeah, I've I've, ran, I've actually stood there and uh, watching a fight with him one time. I didn't realize it was him standing next to me until the fight ended. I looked at him. Wow, like, oh, that's Cub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool to see. Yes, yeah, it looks like Grasso. She won. Oh, so Alexa won. Huh? She yeah, she pulled yeah. out. Alexa pulled out with the decision. Nice. So that was how the UFC fight card went this weekend. It was um, with having that. It, it, they played this out very well. That was um, it was in the early in the day. So it started earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Which made the fight, you know, basically, I don't know, it was over by like four maybe or five oh, or something like yeah. that. But there was a lot of great boxing. So um, the female, uh, females fought Shields. She fought. Oh, Clarissa Shields fought. Clarissa Shields yeah, fought for great. the title. She's, she won. She's so good. And she fought against a, a, a female who was pretty strong, but she was coming, you know, definitely a tall. And she was taller, come with a lot of shots, um, but Clarissa was coming with the real boxing counters. That this was the first real judging I've seen that was correct. You know, whatever those judges were looking for was the right stuff. Because uh, Clarissa didn't throw as many punches, but when she did, her shots were the nice, clean. Um, you know, precise shots. She's so, a really good pure boxer, and yeah. she's, she really—I think she might be one of the best female boxers ever. Like, yeah. I can't really think of very many that were that are that good and that dominant as Clarissa Shields is. And so many female fighters look up to her in the yeah. MM, in the MMA world and in the boxing world. Yeah, she had supreme hands, which got her the win, and she got you know her belts. So that was a that was a good, that was definitely a good boxing match. And then from there. Um, I I flipped from there, moving on to watching uh, Haney fight Cambosos, which their main card there wasn't really a lot going on in in that main card. I mean, in their the pre card for that boxing, so I didn't really watch that. I was flipping back to the UFC because it was kind of yeah. coinciding each other. So I was going back and forth with it for a minute, and then uh. It got to the point where the Deontay Wilder card, UFC goes off now, mm-hmm. and the Deontay Wilder card starts in, you know, while the uh, the uh, Haney fight is going, but it's, the Haney isn't fighting at that time. Uh, it's still going through their prelim prelims, card, yeah. whatever. Um, so we watched the prelims for the Deont- um, for Deontay Wilder fight now. There was a lot of good fights on that card. Mm-hmm. Caleb Plant was fighting on that card, and uh, that was great. He not oh man, he knocked out that guy that he was fighting against horribly. It was nasty. Is that a mismatch? Possibly. Is that something where the the matchmaker needs to uh, take a look and go, well, maybe I need to be a little more careful on some of these selections. No, the dude he fought, the dude that Caleb Plant fought, was um. I mean, he he had disrespected Caleb Plant. I mean, he he was he was he was definitely, uh, for sure, acting like he was going to do him uh, damage. Anthony Durrell. That's so he, he under he underestimated oh, his opponent, which always bites yeah. you in the butt. And, you know, I, Anthony Durrell definitely treated Caleb Plant like you know like he he was disrespectful to him. So what he got in there was, would you say he deserved? He got caught. He hit him with the right hook. 
so hard. I mean, he went out flat. And I mean, hit him so hard that he when he went down, he was his hand went over his body and oh. it's kind of like he was asleep. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Knocked him to where his hand went over his body and he just looked like he was asleep like oh, knocked him out. Caleb Plant was Caleb did he did the shovel, went close to him, shoveled oh. and threw dirt on him two times and then the ref <laughs> ran it. over and pushed him like no, no, don't do that, don't do that. I love it. And he was like, "Who cares? He went to his ring his his side of the ring and just shovel through dirt, shovel through dirt on him. I love it. That's he great. His block off. <laughs> so you know now, you know at this point we're watching this fight. We're like, oh my god, did this just happen? Mm-hmm. And we flipping back to you know the, the the Haney fight still hasn't gotten there yet. So we're gonna you know go back to you know the other fight and we, we're watching the other matches that there were some good matches, some big boys that fought, and then uh, it looked like the Haney fight came on so we we were watching that but then that was such a good match because uh first Cambosos came out um he was he was fighting a style that was different from what he normally did or what he did last time um and he kept like uh changing his lead legs changing his lead legs and like doing this weird like herky-jerky movement and little Tony Ferguson-esque huh yeah and it was getting him um it was kind of, you know, getting Haney off his off his his, his guard a little bit, you know, he's, throwing him off. Max Holloway is another one that does that too. Yeah, where it's just impossible, almost impossible to hit him because he's yeah. able to move his his movement is so awkward that you're like, right, it's really hard to catch. Him. Yeah, so he was when he was using this new uh, found style that he was using. You know, Haney was just, you know, what do they call it? Downloading data. He's you know computing mm-hmm. how he's moving. Mm-hmm. Boy, once he figured that out, he's he's hitting him with. Everything but the kitchen sink. Oh, I mean, you know, he cut he cut Haney, which was the first cut I've ever seen Haney get on the side of his, uh, uh, you know, in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I some say that it was a a some say that it was a head bunt, but oh, I mean that's neither here nor there. It could I think it was a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, they duked it out, man, and uh, he 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 beat his tail. Wow, he beat his tail round after round after round um to the point where by seventh eighth round it, it was he couldn't even hit him that much he was just getting countered caught oh yeah so you know we we moved from that fight back to now the Deontay Wilder fight mm-hmm. um and in which now it's Deontay Wilder fighting and the Haney fight is over it's about to come and it was really cool how that's why I wondered if this weekend, sports talk to each other because all these, <laughs> all these fights weren't normally things clash, and you better just pick which one you're gonna be watching. Not this week it was like you could catch everything because it was coming one after another, and uh, then you watched the Wilder fight, and it was one round. Uh, one round, he came out. I showed it to you. Um, I don't know every everyone at this point. Um, <coughs> you know, everyone seems to you know have this this belief that he 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 rocked him with an amazing shot that was so much power it put him out flat <laughs> to where he looked dead. I showed you the guy was dead. Look to everybody else. Yeah. And then, you know, if you slow it down and you really look at the fight, which I looked at it in in that fact. I, I was watching even the slow mo from the actual fight when they retake replay the actual hit. To me, my opinion, so don't you know, don't kill me over it. 
He threw an over-the-top punch, mm-hmm. and the glove came down. It was more so like was a like, swat. Yes. Like he was hitting a fly off of his nose or something. Exactly. So I've never seen someone knocked out that bad from being hit in the nose first. Like hitting your nose and mouth kind of like boom. Um, maybe anything's possible in this life. So anything's possible. It it, it could have happened. So yeah. yeah. Knockout for Deontay Wilder. Left his opponent stiff. I will still think that uh, something has to do with the fact that that was a friend of his, old training partner. It's got to come into play a little bit. Like, you want to believe that it can't, or you want to believe that it wouldn't, but it it has to. It's got to be hard to, number one, it's got to be hard to fight your friend with the same kind of um, anger and animosity. It's not animosity. It's got to be hard to get totally dialed in to just pummel and beat the crap out of your friend. You know what I mean? It's got to be different. Yeah. I I was even trying to look at it from a different point of view, but I can't because Deontay Wilder, I believe, needs we need to see, for us to believe him anymore after being beat three times by um, the Gypsy King, mm-hmm. we need to see Deontay Wilder be able to do what he does before, which is hit you with a punch and knock you out and you just go to sleep. Look at and this. That card for this weekend for the UFC. Ooh. This it's a banger of a show, and I haven't even heard about it yet. Yep, bro, that's coming up this weekend, and looks like you know it ain't. I don't know why it ain't a big deal, but it is. <laughs> I'm Man. looking forward to Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. I don't, I don't think I've seen either one of those guys fight in a while. That that sounds like a fun bro, one to watch. Peter Yan, Sean O'Malley, yeah. Aljamain Stupid, TJ Dillashaw, and Charles Oliveras against Makovec. I don't really like Sterling. I don't like him because I like Peter Yan, mm-hmm. and I think that that's just a controversy. What happened to Peter Yan kicking his ass before on the first fight and getting disqualified, and then we come back for the second fight, and this guy, Al Jermaine, no disrespect, bro, he does his little figure four leg lock around this guy's abdomen, keeps him there to secure his little title in this ugh. <laughs> ugh you got your ass whipped by peter yawn that's how i feel and other people would disagree and some would agree with me a couple of other uh talented ufc up-and-comers popular fighters uh, uh benyel dariush is going to be fighting dariush okay. is very popular in the ufc and then uh, caitlin shikagan is right. uh i like her a lot she's right. a, she's a good fighter very um She's very likable, and uh, so it's going to be fun to see her on that main card, too. Good for her, man. I'm glad to see that. That's good. Stepping up, huh, bro? Getting up there. Yeah, I know she used to train with uh, my buddy Maureen Shea. She, she used to train uh, with her, so it's kind of cool. I was looking to see. All right, yeah, there's a significant drop-off Significant drop off when it comes to the prelims. Yeah. I was looking at the. Uh, I was looking at some of the news today. Uh, there's a lot of new. There was a lot of UFC news today, or a lot of MMA news. So UFC updated their code of conduct, conduct today. Did you hear about that? No. Nope. Sent out an email. So uh, you know how a lot of times during the fights you'll you'll go on Instagram and you'll see fighters showing their cards for their their uh, you know their their casino ticket for who they bet on and stuff like that. Right. UFC's now put an end to that kind of like all the other sports has where they've added that to their code of conduct. Fighters uh signed under the banner are not allowed to gamble on UFC fights, which is a wow. 
seems like they're a little behind on that because most because because it, it allows a lot of room for bullshit when you the gamblers yeah, you're right. a lot of their promotions i mean their headquarters is in, Bookies, is in vegas all that stuff yeah yeah they're, the ufc's headquarters in vegas most of their fights take place in vegas that's something that you have to worry about it's why it took so long for the nfl to get into vegas it's why the nhl took so long to get into vegas right you know eventually we're gonna have baseball and i think the oakland a's might end up over there at some point very soon and then you know and then i'm sure they'll get a basketball team at some point too yeah um but um so the ufc good on them for doing that it kind of stinks because i know some of the some of the fighters supplement their income that way they, they do they so go bet on they they bet on these fights and they put they're willing to put up 10 20 30 yeah they some even more but yeah now they can't do any of it huh yeah have you ever uh bet on on sport on the fights? oh heck yeah, yeah. man we, i was in vegas uh with um four ounce um my brother daniel pineda was fighting against uh, Burns brother, Joseph was was with the guy Burns. Mm. Gilbert Burns. Yeah, he was, his he, brother. His brother's a fighter. Yeah. So uh, okay. So my brother uh, was fighting his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all went out there. We were in Vegas. It was my birthday. Um, it was a great time. We put up a lot of money. All of us that we were all together, everybody went and put their own tickets in if they had whatever they had. And we all put it on Daniel. And nice. he was the underdog. I mean, a big underdog, too. You, you mm-hmm. put on $100, you were going to win you know, a few hundred to your 100. Um, we went down there. We were in a nice nightclub. I mean, a bar area in the casino and watched him on the screen. And, boy, we watched him choke out Burns' brother and mm-hmm. submit him. After being bloody, oh man, we we got kicked out of that place. <laughs> got kicked out because we went crazy. We went over to the cashier and we all cashed out thousands. I mean, some of the our, some of the people we were there with put ten, twenty thousand dollars down on this guy and walked away with so Bank. much money. I, I mean, I took a picture with one of my friends, Stacky. One, it was I had uh, two cell phones of money wow. so it's probably like 200 grand oh man yeah it was crazy it was really really wild so yeah i've bet on ufc and i I've, i bet just recently two times i bet on my cousin man i bet on my cousin um uh kevin holland mm-hmm. and i used the internet bookie the only thing i would say about those internet bookies is is like hidden charges right this yeah and, and weird weird stuff when once you try you know it's like it's weird even to probably cash out it tells you your bank may not accept the wire. It's the only other ways to do it is Bitcoin, and it's just like it's just oh uh, Bitcoin, yeah, because that's a, a really <laughs> yeah that's a real good safe secure. <laughs> yeah, to me it was a hoax, man. Safe and whatever. They're lucky currency. I had a hundred dollars that I could lose. If, um, I we did. I think I told you before. Me and my buddy uh, Carlos Alas Rocky, the uh, the voice of Rocco. And the Lieutenant Garcia on right. Reno nine one one. We took a trip out to uh, out to Vegas for Conor McGregor's first uh, title fight when he fought Jose Aldo. I don't was that a was that a did he already have the interim title at that point or was that his first? Uh, but anyways, I know that it was like his first big title fight, and right. um, and I bet on that fight. I bet that he was going to beat Jose Aldo. Had no idea it was going to happen in whatever it was sixteen seconds. Um, I bet on Rockhold. That was the upset. That was where I made my money because uh, Rockhold upset uh, Chris Weidman. Oh. 
and and Rockhold was like a pretty good dog on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rockhold, he, he's actually good. I mean, just recently looked like he got. I met him at one of those fit at the Fit Expo. I know you've gone to the Fit Expo too. Oh, yeah. I met him at the Fit Expo and just a super nice guy. Kind of just became kind of a fan of his. He was just really cool, just kind of like, um, like unflappable. Just kind of, not yeah. It comes across on TV as really cocky, but that but it's I, that's just how he is. He's just kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. It's yeah. he's he's kind of like a he doesn't look like a surfer dude, but he's kind of like got that surfer dude attitude, like, eh, 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 you know, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, like, she's just somebody you don't leave your girlfriend sitting next to for too long, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know, but other than that, and yeah. then um, the other fight, which I made no money on, even though he won, was Uriah Faber because his. I think that the, it was like five to six or something. So right. basically, I bet you know twenty bucks yeah. and one twenty four or something. That's like that. why I'm learning to. Uh, it doesn't matter even if I don't like a fighter or even if it's betting against my fighter I like. I'm gonna put my money on the underdog because why am I betting for you? I gotta bet, you know, a hundred dollars to get twenty bucks from yeah. you. You're the you know it's you're the favorite. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was the McGregor thing. I think I bet I, I think I bet a hundred on his and won a hundred and ten or something like right. that. Or yeah, I think it was like a hundred to get two hundred and ten back or something like I that. I won a parlay before that was cool. Like on UFC. I just picked three. Oh, fights. parlays yeah, are so fun. Yeah, so it was cool. It was cool to do that. Parlays are fun until you get three out of four. Then yeah. you hate parlays. You're like, man, I ain't doing this ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was lucky it was just three. I had to pick three uh three winners on the UFC and I and I did that on so it was nice. cool. Nice. So can you just pick any three? Does it have to be yeah, three card? fights? Nope, just go on three there. They two. just ask you what number, what fighter you you see them. Everybody, everyone on the card from the prelims up. Dude, we got to go hit Vegas and go do this. I know it's it's actually pretty fun. You yeah. can just I I just I don't really like Vegas. I don't I don't I'm over Vegas. I've went since I was 18 years old. Vegas doesn't have anything that excites me there really at all. I'm not excited by looking at the strip or the new hotels you build yeah. or losing my money. So to go there, if I go, I just want to see some cool shows that they got probably, eat good well, you food. Wanna go see, you want to go see your brother's comedy show because we're going to get back out there in Vegas. You know, right Bro. Before, I was scheduled to headline in Vegas as the pandemic hit. And I lost, like I was planning, like nothing was going to derail me from going to Vegas. I just, I was like, oh, right. stuff going on. But then that Monday I got laid off from the radio station. Like I was supposed to be in Vegas on Sunday. I got laid off the Monday before that Sunday. Wow. And I was like, oh, this thing's real. And then that's when they started saying, oh, you know what? These cruise ships that are coming back with people that have COVID, they're not actually coming back. They're going to stay in the water for a while till everybody's okay. And I started seeing this and I'm like, okay, so if I go to this casino to perform, what happens if somebody gets sick and they say, you know what, we're going to lock the doors for a couple months. You're not going to be able to get back and see your kids. For sure. Because we didn't know what was going on at the time. So I will go back to Vegas and hopefully there won't be another pandemic that pushes me back into California. Yeah, that would be, man, that <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, I would love to see my brother in Vegas. So well, I like to do stuff like that, like just go down there, see shows, eat some good food. Um, if I want, I would like to, I just go there and I'll, I'll gamble and go sit in front of a TV yeah, and wait blast. for that to happen. That's all. Or you know, I can just get my ticket early, go back to wherever I want to watch that. I've went. I've actually watched the UFC fight at the movie theater. Like that's, a that's blast. the new thing. Yeah, like grab popcorn. Have you done that here in Oxnard? Yeah, I have. Yeah, do they do? They do are they doing that again? Yeah, they now? do it if, over there. That's at the um, at the collection, huh? Yeah, at the collection. They started doing it because they had yeah. done it. They used to do it. In fact, we saw um, Jones versus Cormier one or two there okay and then they stopped 
and I just assumed that they weren't. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been there recently, but I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure that they stay. It's they amazing do it. to yeah, go watch perfect. it on that screen. It's Buy like so twenty seven dollar ticket, and yeah. you're in there, bro. It's cheaper than buying the. It's cheaper than buying, buying the pay per view. Yeah. Yep, I got, I got one of those. Uh, my brother bought me a really cool fire stick that. Um, I don't know. It's not my problem. Don't kill me. It just works. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do anything. So I don't care what you say. I didn't do nothing. He's, my brother sent it to me. And, um, and you don't even know what happened to it now. I don't. I just turned it, <laughs> it on. It And it's, yeah. So there. I watched fights and it's real cool fire stick. <laughs> You're so funny, man. <laughs> So we wanted to also give a shout out to our buddies at Sparstar. We talked it over. We're probably not going to be able to make this particular trip for Sparstar. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. Yeah, we have uh, children's birthdays. We went. We, sure. we both messed around and had some babies, knocked some women up, and so now we have babies right around that November 5th date. You have a child that was born on the 10th? 10th. Yes, and I have one that was born on the 9th. Yep. So the birthday parties fall on the weekend before because you can't ask a kid to wait three days nope. for a party after their party birthday. And yeah. then another one, then my, I double back two weeks later for my other kids on the 21st. So I have two birthdays in November. Wow. So you know you got to kind of like get prepared for them. You can't just, I got to wing, I got to figure these out. My brother takes a financial hit in the last quarter of the year. He got birthday, birthday, Christmas. They trying to kill a player. (laughs) I'm just trying. And these kids, I got kids now that are want... The money for the party. They don't want the party. They know that it's better to spend. Just give me the money you was going to spend on a party and just give it to yeah. me. So it's like, oh, you little weasel. Well, that's what we kind of try to do is like, hey, do you, we could have a party or we can have an experience. Like one year, I remember we took my son to Legoland. It was just me, him, his sister, his mama, and we went to Legoland, stayed for a couple nights. I still haven't been there. I want to go. Such a great, I love the Legoland. The best thing about Legoland, though, is the hotel. You have to stay at the hotel. That's what makes that one worth it. The, 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 the theme park's great, all that, but the hotel is a totally different experience. And so you got to so stay cool at the hotel. You have to. It's okay. such a great experience. That's what I heard about the Wolf Lodge, too. So Oh, yeah, Wolf Lodge looks really I've never stayed mm-hmm. there, but it looks cool, too. I'm deprived. So the uh, the Legoland Hotel, when you get in, they have lots of cool stuff for the kids. Like the, okay. Like each room is kind of a suite. There's the, a little area for the mom and dad. There's a bunk bed for the kids. Kids got their own TV. There's Lego, uh, there's like Lego things that are like there was a Lego parrot in one of the rooms. Um, I think it also had like spiders. Like it, they, they're themed out rooms, right? And um, and they have a, a little treasure box. They give you a um, a map or a what is it like a like a treasure hunt map, and you have to go and you like and and with this hunt, it'll say like how many so and so is there on a so and so. It has something to do with some, one of the displays because there's Legos everywhere, obviously. And um, and so you go and you write down that number, write down that number, and then you so you come up with this combination. You go back to your room, and there's a safe, and you do that combination. And there's uh, Legos in there for the kids to take home for each of the kids that are in the room. Oh wow! Yeah, so the kids they go out and they figure this out, and that's great because it's productive because they're like, oh, this is, it's you know these are skills they can actually use in life, you know. And so they they go back and they do the the safe, and they're just so excited. It's like, oh my god, this is so cool. That's yeah. lucky. Yeah, it's deprived a that room. That like makes me think of escape rooms. I do a lot of those. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a escape fun. room dude. I've never done an escape room. Are you tripping, bro? I gotta take you to escape room, bro. Yeah, that'd be I'm fun. like escape room master. Nice. I've been to some dope ones. I mean, I've been to some ones out in L.A. that people just, man, you don't even know. I've been to Palm Springs ones. I've been to 
I've been to some series. I've been to one that was a cartel one that was actual a cartel one. <laughs> yeah, I started. I started. Uh, started in the back of a van. <gasps> so they started you in the back of the van. The door shuts. You're in there, locked inside the van. You had to hotwire the van um, to open the back doors. You had to go and hotwire some electrical wires, and you have the door of the truck open. To where you opened up in a a a, a uh, what do you call it, like a drug warehouse? Oh, so nice. you're in, you're in a drug warehouse that has barrels of like fake chopped up bodies and drugs everywhere, and you're trying to find out how to get out of there. So I ended up finding my way out of that by wedge by some electronic wedge that was up on the top of the the roof that opened up this passageway that lets you crawl into another room that was like this room that had electronic computers and stuff where you had to, f- it was just, it was wild. Nice. Yeah. How long it was, does it take you to get out of an escape room? You like got, I've gotten out before with 10 minutes to spare. I've got out with one minute to spare. Oh, really? I've n- not gotten out. Yeah. What's the time limit on? One hour. It's one hour. Yeah. That so, sounds so fun. I just recently did, in Vegas, uh, I did the Saw escape room and um, like the movie Saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! It, and it was Vegas. It was a good one. And then the last one I just had done for my birthday when I went out that way. That one was the um, Blair Witch. Okay. Room. So yeah, I've done a lot. Now Blair Witch was a trippy movie because it was it was the first movie that I remember where well first of all it was short shot in kind of like a reality way that wasn't we, we hadn't familiar seen with at the time. Like that, yeah. And then the the you never saw the villain in the movie. Like you never saw the witch. Not once. And so it was really creepy because what you create in your imagination is far worse than whatever CGI they had, especially at that point in time, which For sure. was like two thousand two or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, it crazy. was it was good. So that they hooked it up really well. There was there was moving stuff and doors shutting and, and noises and and just an abundance of, of stuff going on. So um, yeah, they probably try to distract you and make it di- oh, yeah. more, more difficult. They even were able to create an outside version of a a forest. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was cool. So you went from house from from one place that was inside. Now you're outside in the wilderness, and now you're going from there to get another door. That's now a house. That's huh. you know, it, it was it's pretty intricate, man. The, you know, I, I, escape rooms when they put them together, and you think about how much they. It took them to put this together and make it work every time. It's pretty cool. And they have a lot of eight, uh, escape rooms here in the 805. So oh, they sure do. do it. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. done a few here. Nice. I've done a few here, too. I'll have to go check that out. That sounds like That's fun, good man. Stuff, bro. Did you see, uh, speaking of escape, did you see the, the John Jones headlines today? No, what did he? Man. No, no, no. He's not in trouble this okay. time. Um, he's they're aiming to get him back into the UFC. There's like a I can't remember if it was 282 or something like that coming up in December. They're wanting him to fight Francis Ngannou, but uh, Francis Ngannou has a, a knee. He had had knee surgery. He looked like he had from. two bad knees the last time he fought. He had yeah. two things wrapped around his legs, so that's always a bad sign. You, somebody like that's built like him, he has a ton of torque. A yeah. ton of torque. Like somebody that has torque like him, that's tough on your joints when you yeah. have that that torque. Because he looks really stiff, but then he moves so quickly. And so like that, I in football I see a lot you see a lot of torque injuries. You'll yeah. see these players, they're big and they're strong and they're fast. Sometimes it's not that good to be fast and big because you're 
you know, it's hard. Everybody, I, mean, I think everybody's knees are probably about the same size. For sure. Look at people's <laughs> ankles. I don't care how much working out you do. You ever seen your ankles just bigger than everything? No. It's it's very rare besides bodybuilders. They get their calves look all crazy. and But still, you look at their ankles and blue old ankles are still small. They don't never. So I, they can only support what they can support. They, it's just a bone. It's yeah. just one. I don't care how much muscle you pack around it it's a bone once you get past the muscle that thing will crack and break off now you just got muscle pouring everywhere so apparently like the U- the ufc's plan if francis is a no-go for this one which is he probably he's probably not gonna be able to fight they want to take uh they want to put jones versus steepy miocic in a, an interim fight for the uh interim belt i love miocic he's a good guy man I act like I know him, but I don't. I think, we're, but yeah, I mean, you don't, but you do. Like, like, there's not. He's not one of those guys. The things that you know about Stipe, you can't fake that stuff. Like a lot of times, you'll say you could see somebody that's a celebrity. And you're like, well, he seems like a good guy, but, but I mean, he he works at the firehouse. He goes out on fire call. It's not like he is a, 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 a what do you call it? A ceremonial firefighter that that has the right. name and shows up for you know when they give out the turkeys and stuff. Like, he's a real legit firefighter. He's really active in his community, and he's obviously, like, he works his butt off. I mean, I got an amazing idea for, like, a cool commercial for him, and his people have to reach out to him because it's mine. (laughs) But what if they just did a commercial that was, like, um, it was showing a bunch of people. It showed their faces, what they do, like, to show a doctor, and he's like, I'm Stipe. And then it, it it goes off to somebody playing basketball, and they're like, I'm Stipe. And then somebody who's working at a, co- a cafe, I'm Stipe. Somebody working at the store bag, and I'm Stipe. And it just keeps going through all these normal people, firefighters, truck drivers, all these people. And then it gets to him, I'm Stipe. Me, boom, boom, boom. Because <laughs> he's an everyday person, right? Yeah, That's he sure why. seems like it. So yeah. that is trademarked for my brain. <laughs> and if you try to steal it, I'll come to you. I'll fuck you up. Because I know how to fight. The only time I ever rooted against Steve Amiochis was when he against fought Cormier. against Cormier. I know My that's your dude. guy. Yeah, I love Oh, Homer Simpson, man. He, he'll <laughs> kick the hell out of you, though. You don't want to mess with that guy. I'll tell you that. You don't want to mess with him. so great. He, 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 slam, he can slam you like off your feet over his head. What do you think about Jones going up to heavyweight? I mean, his coaches are saying what they need to say, saying, "Oh my God, he's a better version than he ever was before," and all that stuff. But it's a, it's kind of tough to go up and wait, even if you're John Jones. I'm assuming. I mean, you haven't been punched by one of them big giant suckers. Yeah, so he's that's the difference. Definitely, he's definitely gonna have to make sure he ain't. He's he's not taking shots. Those guys are big and they take some nasty. Now I don't think there's gonna be a lot of heavyweights who can deal with him the way he moves. <laughs> It doesn't seem fast. He he definitely when they show show him doing his moves and stuff with this new weight, he doesn't look fast. He looks strong, scary. Mm-hmm. You know, but not as quick as he was. Oh no, and he probably doesn't have to be because with skill, skill is you know speed, smooth is speed, and so if you do things right the right way, that will in tune be faster than somebody else. So he has a lot of stuff in his repertoire, so he doesn't really have to be too fast. He just knows a lot. He has a lot he can do. And like, kind of like Connor, we talked about earlier, the, the a big thing with John Jones is precision. Like he, yeah. his punches and kicks usually land where they're intended to go. Unlike yeah. most fighters, <laughs> most yeah. fighters, you know, they land the majority of their shots or most stuff, but the body doesn't always do what your brain's trying to tell it to. But but. He's very in tune, very precise. You know, yeah. When there's not, not everybody has that. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I know that I will be on Team Stipe on that one because I've never been a huge 
Jones fan. I, I just don't. Really, bro. I just don't really. It's hard for me, but you know, I'm probably just gonna stay out of it. Yeah, I just I'm gonna stay out of it and be like, I don't know which one of y'all gonna win. Whoever you wins, may the best man win. I think it's just hard when you have somebody like Jones who. Yeah, you always want the comeback story. You always right. want somebody messes up really bad. You want them to to do better. Right. But dude, how many times is this guy gonna? I mean, like just last year, he got in trouble again for fighting after his Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. Like when his fight got he had him and um, Alexander Gustafson, Gustafson Gustafson they their fight was was put into the Hall of Fame their first fight, and um and he he ended up getting into like a fight at the casino or something like that that night. Uh, it's, it's it's always something with him. It's so yeah. frustrating. It's hard. It's for me. It makes it hard for me to like him. And I've met him a couple of times. He's a nice enough guy, I guess. And you know, but yeah, you see, the character. I, I, there's there, there's people who I don't like just because I don't like the way they look. So I definitely know what you mean. <laughs> I literally don't like some five. My friends are like, "What is your reason that you don't like him?" See, I don't like his face. I don't like how he looks now. That's why I don't like him. He looks stupid. And it makes me want to punch him in the face. And they're like, dude, you need help. I'm like, yeah, whatever, bro. I guess I do. Yeah, I don't like your face. I don't like how you look. And that just makes me want to punch you in your face. I hope you lose this fight. (laughs) One of my brother's old friends, uh, I ain't even going to call him a friend. I'm just going to say it was his old teammate. Mm -hmm. He is someone who I know. I know him just as well. His name's Mike Jackson. He fought this. He fought. He was the first fight in the UFC this weekend on the prelims. Uh huh. Wee boy, he got jacked up. Oh, did he? And he he, he swore he was going to do some work. Boy, he got he, as soon as soon dude came out, swarmed him with punches, kneed him in the face, knocked his teeth out, or some toofs mm-hmm. that from what I know, had him on the cage out sleep and still gave him punches to his face after that. Wow, and he he basically was showed this guy no respect either. He's basically, basically like this guy's not gonna beat me. He he, he beat the mess out of him. <laughs> Kevin Holland was in the news again today too. What not a, it was good. No, Very not good news. <laughs> well, so um, so his last fight where they it was like the mix up the mixed up card where Nate right. Diaz ended up fighting Tony Ferguson. They even called me to see if I'd go fight somebody because it's yeah. such a mess. <laughs> um, but he 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 ended up Kevin ended up fighting. Um, I always forget the dude's name. Uh, he fought um, that Mike. What's his name? Mike Chef or no? Uh, see, we're coming off of talking about Miocic. That's why it's yeah, hard to go not, back so into. So his name is. Um, but yeah, so he, so. Um, so the guy that he fought, they had like the little beef and stuff that was behind closed doors right. and all that stuff. And then, um, apparently he had kind things to say about Kevin afterwards. He said, you know, he's a good guy and a good fighter and da 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 right. da. And then somebody had asked Kevin, well, would, and, and oh, and then he extended like this weekend or whatever, um, he extended an offer for Kevin to come train with him. Oh yeah, and then Kevin basically just crapped all over him. <laughs> he's oh like, nah, wow! I don't want to. Not even not really bad, but he's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah, like eh, I don't want to go train with you. I like my team. I'm with my, my young team. I'm not gonna, you know. My, he said he likes working with his small team and all that stuff. But he just kind of wow. kind of blew him off. It's kind of funny though. <laughs> Maybe it would have been cool for if for him to go, but you know, because you know, in some some instance, alliances are good, but not really. But it's an opportunity. I mean, he's not gonna sure. fight the guy again. The, the reality is, he's not gonna get another fight against because he got dominated in that fight. Yeah. And he's so he's not going to fight him again. You might as well go learn from him. I, that's a, I, I'm, I'm that type of guy. I, yeah. I like to learn from everywhere. 
I go to seminars. My, I like going to places and learning things. I just came off of teaching today. I remember I was telling you, uh, yeah, me and my coach, that. we got hooked up um, to be able to um, do uh, these seminars, the, the self-defense seminars for the Oxnard Union High School District. So that's been really cool. That's where I was all day today, uh, two sessions at the Oxnard High School. Mm-hmm. So we taught those teachers how to defend themselves, which they need. You know, in this time against these crazies. Yeah. These kids are crazy. The world's crazy. It ain't just for the kids at school that they're at, but this is for, you know, these teachers could be out in this world and people are crazy and you can get attacked. And, uh, you know, we, we want to uh, give the community something that can save their life. So, well, let's keep it real. They're having all kinds of problems with all these substitutes they keep bringing in. <laughs> like, there's always something going on at these schools now. It's almost like the movie Substitute. You brought a substitute in, now you got some gun and a knife in this dude. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for you little bastards. <laughs> I wish I was a teacher. I would put these kids in. St- <laughs> I, would. I said, boy, I ain't your damn daddy. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't try to, don't play me. Don't play me, little sucker. <laughs> you try to get in my face and say, tell me what you're going to do to me and put your hands on me. <laughs> wait till one of you little suckers hit me. That's all I would do is just wait <laughs> yep. if I was a school teacher. But I know how these teachers feel like, man, these kids are wild. We had, I, you know, I used to work with, uh, I used to work with ho- homeless children and that they were waiting for placement, waiting to go into foster care or they had problems in foster care and or, you know, so the shelter that I worked at, there was a kid that came in really late at night one time. He's from my old neighborhood, too. He came in. He's like, you know, did, did his intake. He seemed okay. Then I brought him down, down to the dorm, and he decided, because there's like nine other kids in the dorm, he decided that he wanted to, like, punk everybody so that nobody would mess with him. So he goes in and starts yelling, I'm from the DPH, mom. I'll beat everybody. Like, he started yelling. Also, I go, look, dude. I said, I'm from the DPH, too. But, I, like, that's not something you go screaming at people while they're right. sleeping. I was like, you need to stop acting like an idiot. And so these guys, they got out. And they're, they're getting up. And, they're you know, because they're all, you know, they're all of that age. Yeah. That they're, like, trying to find their place, too. And they're not going to get punked like that in the middle of the night like that. And so they're all there. And I'm like, okay, so now i got to diffuse this situation, right? And so uh, he, I go, uh I said, I go, look, man, I say, you better get, you better get it together or we're going to have problems. And he goes, dude, he tried to punk me, man. This is where the dude screwed up. You screwed up, young man. <laughs> he goes, he crossed his arms and looked at me and he goes, what can you do, man? He goes, he goes, I talked to my social worker. You can't, you can't do anything to me. And I said, as an employee here, you're right. I can't do anything, but I don't give a fuck about this job. Yep. I'll come over there and fuck you up right now, son. Yes, We sir. never had a problem from him again. Yep, from this job I can, but I bet you if I don't give a damn about this job, I'll kick the hell out of you. That was the end of my problems with DPH, boy, I can tell you yeah. that. I mean, you know, that's how I learned to be a good kid, man. My dad and my mom, you know, mainly my mom, but, you know, I had a dad. I had, you know, my brothers. Um, I had uncles and stuff like that who would, you know, do something to me if I was disrespectful. They didn't care. So that's, you know, nowadays kids don't have, they don't have dads in the home. They don't have uncles from the family who come and check on these kids. So these kids are growing up without these type of role models. And so now why would they care? They don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, shut up. Like somebody on the street taught them how to do it now. Or a rap song, a video, yeah. taught them how video to game, be tough. Yeah. yeah, video game. It's totally different times. So. Yeah, it is. I don't know what un- you mean, bro. It's unfortunate, but 
Well, it's cool, though, man. I'm glad we got to sit down and talk. Yeah, yeah, you already know how we do, bro. We get started, man. It's been a great conversation, you know, our conversation and talking about so much stuff, you know, a lot of fight, a lot of comedy, exactly what we do, both our worlds. And um, you know other stuff meshed in there too. So how did the uh, how did the seminars with Graciela go? The, it was uh, good. Um, she had really really good. She's a killer. Like I said, she um, she truthfully knows a lot of stuff. She can hurt you. She can teach you how to hurt others <laughs> in a way of defending yourself mm-hmm. against attackers. So uh, if you ever see her out in the street, I wouldn't advise you trying to attack her. <laughs> nice. She's been through uh, actual things. She can kill you. Tell me what else we've got going on over there at Progressive Martial Arts and what we can look forward to. You already know what it is. We are uh, we got our kids' classes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Of course, we're keeping our schedule open Monday through Sundays. Um, you know, classes. We are trying to get ourselves uh, in the mode. You know, to close out the year with trying to get some of our guys fighting on some of these cards that sh- possibly could be coming up. So you should be hearing from us soon, saying that there's going to be some fights to go to. Very nice. Looking forward to that. Yes, sir. And also, if you're interested in uh, T-shirts, print items, things like that, oh, yeah. we've got your hookup right here. What do we need to do to get a hold of the, that type of stuff? So if um, so, anybody who needs that, that uh, printing T-shirts, hats, um, hoodies, beanies, uh, it could be any type of printing jobs that you need, uh, let, you, you can let us know or you can go on to uh, Instagram. It's called Threaded Ink. All right, and then uh, you head there, you know, leave us a message. Let us know your thread, your your needs. It could, uh, if you need embroidery, um, anything, you need stickers, uh, banners, everything, anything, printing. Cool. Once again, where do we go? Threaded Ink. Threaded uh, Ink yeah, on, on Instagram. On Instagram, Threaded Ink. And, and or you can holler at me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram as well under Mark the Menace. Um, or you can hit up Big Tom. Say, hey, Tom, I need some T-shirts, man. You said I heard you on the show saying you got a hookup because he does. It's right here. Yeah, and we'll get you all set up, and uh, we'll, it's going to be a, a great time, man. Yes, sir. We've got the big golf tournament coming up November 21st out there at the Satoquay Club. Oh, and Threaded man. Inc. is going to be involved with that. Yeah, as man. Well as we might have to uh, we might have to hook up the mics and uh, sit down and talk for a little bit during that too. It's gonna be awesome. That's my you know that's a really cool special day that day. That's that's the day that my son was born. Oh wow, nice. Yep. My little JoJo. Nice. I didn't know that. That's my little guy's birthday. Well, it's not like I'm having his birthday on a Monday, so. You go bring him and say, "Hey man, I brought all these people to town just for your birthday." You see that? <laughs> and my son's a little smart. I see her. Why you have me here? Dad, I want to go. Said, Shut up, boy. <laughs> Why you got me with a bunch of 70-year-olds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that kid. We're going to have so much fun, though. So with, between that and we have our giggles that's coming up here in about a week. Yep. Uh, on the November, uh, October. I keep saying November 20. I said that on the stage. After the after the last show, we had such a great show last time in, in uh, September. And I got up and I was like, yeah, our next show, November 28th, November, November. And I kept saying November. Oh, and wow. then I came off the stage and and, and they and, and had people going, why are you waiting until after Thanksgiving to do another show? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Oh. So those of you, October 28th, October 28th. So. October. All right. On behalf of my buddy, Mark the Menace Young, I thank you so much for listening to the thank walkout you, bro. today. Thanks for coming over, bro. I really appreciate it. Anytime I get time with you, man, I love it. You know how we do. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to Walkout on the Giggles Live Radio Network.